Definitely, well, calling on the, the, the civic space, we definitely don't want to remove the civic space. The civic space, uh, what is currently a car park, will, will change and we're in favour of that development. We might have some ideas of uh, how the design could be, could be improved, maybe with permeability, um, some smaller, minor things, but uh, we don't think that the civic space should be removed. And while we may lose a car park in the process of this development, we will gain a street in a lovely winding street that Ennis is known for all its lovely small streets. So there is a positive, uh, there's definitely a positive spin for us on, on, on doing something with the space. You mentioned there about wanting to retain a civic space. How would you strike that balance with the building that's going to go there. As it stands, it is quite a large structure. It would take up the whole of Abbey Street and it would probably rule out the likes of any flat kyol or any event like that being held there again. So, so how would you like to reach that compromise that the building would stay, but yet we'd also retain a civic space? Uh, well, we do have the river and there is they are planning the boardwalk along the river. On that side, it probably could be widened to allow uh, for more people to congregate and also to make it seem safer and more welcoming. Um, uh, but on the side that, 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 that meets the road, um, it's probably fine as it is. Um, and we also have a good multi-million pound revamp on O'Connell Street and the height which was our traditional kind of civic space of protest, right, from the time of Daniel O'Connell. Uh, we also have Fair Green, where we've seen some great celebrations welcoming back teams. But I think there is the point to be made that um, those occasions are wonderful, but we really want a public space and a new street that people can enjoy every day. So that it isn't solely for, you know, these special occasions that we see how what's the best use of our public space especially a riverside space for every day for the common good for as many people as possible and I think when we look at using that premium space and public space what is the best use of that space so that's why in in general we welcome the development on that site that makes sense to us as Keith said uh, we might lose a car park but we gain a street and think of all the vibrancy that comes with a new street hmm. um, it's exciting to live it, in a town is, really. where there is there is hope that there there's a reason to to develop and progress and bring the bring the town make the town more suitable for the growing population and the growing numbers of people using the town whether they live here or not but it's, yeah. it's, it's, and we, it's we'd like we'd like to look at it as you know kind of a look to the future like how do we want things to be um we want people to live in our town centre. We want people to visit our town centre. We want them to come and set up business. Like Keith is experienced here because he's set up business in the last couple of years. And it's a really interesting, um, he's re- interesting insights into that. But in order to get people back living and being attracted, but we need a place where people find the public realm and their streets really attractive. And we don't mean just young single people living in the town centre. We want families back living in the town centre. We want older people who have services on their doorstep back in the town centre in a really accessible place. Just as both more generally about the development then and uh, Sheila or Keith, whoever, whoever has the strongest opinion on this one. We've seen the NS2040 DAX plans for that is that it's going to be an anchor tenant to go in there. So... And we've seen, you know, under notes that it's potentially going to be this larger corporate body, whether that means just one big business that everybody might know. For for example, it could be a Nike store that goes in there, pure speculation, but that could be the anchor tenant. And then they'll try and build off other retail units and office units around that. Do you think that's the right approach or could that upset some of the other traders that are in Ennis? And 
will the building will that upset the visual amenity of Venice as well that's that's another argument we hear quite a lot I, I think we, we uh, don't agree that it should be one uh, one large space it should be divided in keeping with the rest of Ennis Town known as a boutique the boutique capital a lot of small uh, small shop uh, outlets and, there's, and we need more of them uh, so if that was subdivided I think it would be in more in keeping with the town and there is a danger that if it was one main tenant on the ground floor that would maybe change the town in a direction that we we wouldn't want it to go in. And from the streetscape point of view, um, I think our main concern, again, we welcome the development of the site. Um, I think our main concern is the monolithic nature of it. So Keith mentioned the permeability would be improved. Uh, it allows people to kind of flow around a space better. People feel a little bit safer if you can do that a little bit more easily. Um, so, you know, there's nothing stopping any tenant taking more than one unit, of course. And there's all business arguments on affordability and viability of how to develop. We'd love to see mixed use, of course. Um, we absolutely agree that uh, vacancy and dereliction and living over the shop needs to be addressed in the town. But we don't believe it's one before the other. It's all like we need to be ambitious for the town and we re- need to realise, yes, it's not actually that long over the next uh, decade or two. So we need to do all of these things, including building new units, getting people back living in the town in older and in newer. So we'd love to see mixed use um, and we'd love to see different um, units within it. And maybe that's a ref- just to kind of reflect the other streetscapes uh, of the town. And if I can just ask for a moment, an argument we hear quite a lot, especially is the loss of the 128 parking spaces. We are looking, look, 2040, it's not today, it's not tomorrow. It's going to be 16 years into the future. We don't know when building on this structure could begin, but are you really confident? Will we be up to date with public transport by then that this is feasible? Uh, yes, well, the tra- public transport is uh, is is uh, uh, preliminary already there, and next year we will have a bus route. Uh, we will have bus routes coming through the town. Um, the short answer is we have to be because there is no other option. There's no amount of car parks that will solve our problem. Uh, we've gone beyond that. Uh, po- we, we, there's too many people using cars, and the town isn't going to. Um, we need to. We need to change how we're looking at the town and. Um, I found when I opened the business first that I was bringing sometimes bread down to smaller businesses in town and uh, all of the, the businesses needed to have a car in case, uh, especially in food businesses or where things you might run out of something uh, quickly and you need to go to the wholesaler to pick it up. Um, all of these, nobody was was getting places on time because there was too much traffic and I found that I was driving in my Kia over to the cash and carry or quickly trying to get things and I couldn't get it, I couldn't get things on time because there was too much traffic. So I invested in an e-cargo bike for the business so that we could actually go pick up things, carry up to 90 kilos of goods uh, uh, quickly and and efficiently and know that we could get there on time and obviously not everybody is in a position to cycle but if more people found it safer and more people were cycling there'd be less traffic on the road so that people who actually depend on using the car uh, can use it we need to make the roads uh, free free up the roads so that people so that emergency services and and people who absolutely must use their car can get on it uh, can get by on it and Sheila, I might just finish with yourself on this. At the outset, you mentioned that you had roots in Carrigaholt. And that one thing we often forget is that NS2040, of course, it's the county town, it's the county capital. It's not just about public transport and NS that's important here. But I know another thing we hear often again is that motorists and shoppers get frustrated when they can't find parking and they'll either go to the Crescent or they'll go to Galway. So it comes down to 
will we have adequate public transport across the county to get into the county town that it gets to the days that if I'm living in Cargohol, Kilrush, Kilbaha, wherever it may be, that I can actually ditch the car and get to the town reliably by bus? Yes, absolutely convinced that that's true. Um, one of the reasons is we've seen already, even if we take our two neighbouring cities, Limerick and Galway, right, the trains are packed. Students, everyone, shoppers, people going to visit, people doing hospital appointments, up and down the trains with the reduced fares. Um, we've also seen new local link coming in from like Whitegate and Mount Shannon. I know um, my friend's mum hops on the bus to get into town. I've talked to another woman who was so delighted that her daughter, who's a teenager, could just get the bus on her own into town. And I think what Keith was saying there was <clears throat> we... There are some people who are very reliant and dependent on their cars. But at the moment, the situation doesn't work for anyone. So there's people who are stuck in their cars, getting really frustrated. Their blood pressure is going up. They're they're delayed for their appointments. And then that's not helping anyone else who's trying to walk or cycle or get stuck in that bus in, in traffic jam. So if we free up the space and allow people to take other modes of transport, then it frees it up for everyone. This This is the solution for the common good. People come from outside the county. We can already see there's investment in bus services. We already see there's investment in train services. And luckily, the head of Irish Rail is actually a man from Cora Clare. So, so he's very invested in supporting uh, the Midwest. So I guess we need to reimagine how we move people around. It's not necessarily about moving cars. It's actually about the most efficient way of moving people. Um, we know... We know that people like pedestrianisation. We know that it, uh, you know, people who cycle like to be able to cycle safely and comfortably. Uh, We know that somebody who's sitting on a bus doesn't want to get stuck in traffic because the bus needs to be there in time. Um, You know, we want our public transport to to run on time. And this has been proven the world over. Like Ennis is a really unique town. Uh, It's a lovely town. But the problems aren't unique and the solutions aren't unique. And we know that in order to tackle this kind of streets that are clogged with traffic, we have to make sure that it's easy and convenient and prioritise people who walk and cycle and take public transport. And within that, we need to make sure that people with disabilities and all types of disabilities, not solely physical disability, but all types of physical uh, of disabilities are are included in our community and can move around our community. And just finally and very quickly uh, to you both, Keith and Sheila, I'll ask this. Do you think then that the NS2040 plan, as the projects are proposed, particularly the Abbey Street redevelopment, that that will actually benefit businesses in the town? Even if the building goes ahead as is, uh, it will enhance uh, it will enhance the overall um, the overall town. Um, we would like to address certain issues with it that we mentioned about permeability, maybe to open up the space a bit, leave a little bit more space along the riverside for uh, to hold on to the civic space. Um, uh, but uh, I, w- in whatever way, shape or form, any sort any, uh, to develop on this uh, on, on this location, this prime location in the town centre uh, will benefit the town. Yeah, I think I think we, we might be losing a car park but we're gaining a new street and in the view that, you know, all, you know, let's lift all boats. You know, we need a vibrant town. We need a sense that we're going to progress and change. We Um, need to attract more businesses into town and it needs to have that feeling. And just going back to, 
I did have that feeling when 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 the business opened first that there was a vibrancy in Ennis, and I and I was very happy to be living here and 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 thinking about the future, and but there you, there's momentum there, and other businesses start up, and other pe- places start to look at Ennis as 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 a vibrant town, and if that let if that lets stagnate. It all peters out, and the and the motivation from other people who might be thinking about opening in a business, but they see that there's no affordable place to rent or any places they might rent will need serious investments to bring it up to the standard where it can be used. Um, we need to once the ball is moving, we need to keep going with it. It's gra- it's gathering momentum, and as I said earlier, it's an exciting time to live in Ennis that there is investment and development happening here, uh, and we should all get on board to make sure that it's uh, that it's uh, that it suits exactly the future town that we want to live in.